Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again. Uh, we're going to break down this past week of college football. Before we do that, we just have a quick announcement we want to let you uh, know about. A um, little bit sad on our side, but. Uh, November 20th is going to be the last week that we record a podcast for the Debbie Marketplace. Um, with everything going on, you know, life has just gotten busier. Um, Shane, obviously having a kid, my life getting busier. Um, Nelly, uh, I think he fell asleep in the spreadsheets a time or two. That was a pretty good joke. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, you know, it just gets more and more difficult to uh, find time to record podcasts and do things like that. Um, so that's going to be the end of the podcast. Um, just want to say thanks so much for everyone that listened, everyone that uh, joined the Discord, everyone that interacts with us on Twitter or wherever. Um, just want to say we really do appreciate that. And, um, you know, it's been an absolute blast. Um, a few iterations of the Devi Marketplace. Um, and I've enjoyed so much being able to uh, do this and having people uh, willingly listen to uh, my rants about random things. So. Um, thanks, thanks for uh, you know being there for us. We certainly appreciate it. Um, yeah, you guys got thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's sad. We've been doing this for a while. We'll talk about it later. Um, but you know, but yeah, thanks to everyone there that supported, listened. The Discord's gonna remain open, so you know, if you're in the Discord or if you're not, you can hop in. That's really where our focus will be, just talking football there. We'll still have our, you know, rankings and things um, and, and all that up. So, yeah, I mean, the plan is kind of this week, this will just be a normal show. Next week, we're just going to do a big Debbie draft, final Debbie draft to be the last one. We'll go as long as we can. And then um, the last week, we're going to live stream the final episode on Monday, November 20th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. So I'll tweet out the link from the Debbie Marketplace account or put it in the Discord if you want to watch. We're just going to BS, do some nonsense drafts for however long we want to, an hour and a half, whatever, um, answer questions and just hang out. So that'll kind of be the end. We'll publish it wherever you get your podcast still so you can listen to the last episode. But that's kind of the plan moving forward. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm appreciative of Kane brought me on and, uh, you know, We'll, uh, we'll keep it going these last couple weeks. Nelly, you got thoughts? No, I mean, talked about a little bit on the second podcast. I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more in the future, but it's been a been a good ride for sure. Yeah, we've had a blast doing it. Um, you know, life just gets busy, and uh, this was never a money-making operation for us. This was just a time for us to kind of unwind, talk about football, and 
And as our lives get busier, you know, it, it gets more and more difficult to uh, find time to record not this just this episode, but also the Secret Chopper episode, which is ending as well. So, um, yeah, sad time for us. But uh, just want to let you guys know um, we're still going to do our main show here. Um, so let's just get into it. Uh, team up. Anyone want to go first? Uh, I I can go first. I have, I have a couple options here. It, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the with one of the top teams in the country, and that's Georgia. You know, I've, I've definitely been someone who's questioned how good Georgia is. I don't think there's an elite team this year, but uh, I, I was impressed by the win. Um, you know, th- this past week against Missouri. Missouri's a tough a tough team. Like Lad McConkey has been an absolute stud coming back at receiver, which I did not expect to happen. Carson Beck has done fairly well within the system and offense. Um, I don't know if Georgia's going to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. Like they might not, but I think they are a team up and more of a contender than I thought they were going into the week. Yeah, you kind of brought up my team up. I'm going to go with Alabama. Um, you know, I think this is a a bit of a different team than um, a normal Nick Saban team. I think that's pretty clear. Um, but he's relied on kind of what what his players have been good at, and that's been more clear over the past few weeks than um, than maybe early on. I think there's a chance early on he was trying to f- put um, the players into the molds of of the past, and now he's just running the plays that. Um, his team is just really good at running. And so even if that means that, uh, you know, Jalen Milrow runs for 155 yards and four touchdowns, um, I'm pretty sure they take that. That means they probably win the game. So um, I think Alabama's playing much better on defense. I think um, I think things are just starting to come together on the offensive side of the ball, especially at the right time that you want them to be coming together. Nelly, how about you? I'm going towards the top as well. I'm going Oregon. I think Oregon might be the best team in the country, like right now. Um, it remains to be seen how the season's gonna play out. Obviously, they lost that close game to Washington a few weeks ago, but they're they bounce back phenomenally. They just beat the brakes off of off of Cal uh after um destroying Utah the week before. They've got they've got USC coming up, which I, I think they should be able to handle pretty easily at home. And then they close out at Arizona State and then home at Oregon State. I mean, I think the path is there for them to go back to the Pac-12 championship game. I don't think they're losing to Washington again if, if they rematch on a neutral field. Oregon is the team that if I'm in a different conference and I have a chance to – or like it looks like if you're looking forward to the playoff, Oregon would be the team I would least want to play right now, and I think that's a credit to them. Uh, Shane, how about your team down? Ooh, you know what? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, home here. Pit, the Pit Panthers are really bad. <laughs> like, like it, it's 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 just so so bad for a team that won the ACC a couple years ago, right? Um, I mean, when when you bring in a quarterback and Phil Jurgovic who changes positions to tight end halfway through the year. You know it's you know it's bad. Like things are not going well. They actually held up the Florida State pretty well and 
could have been in control of that game after losing 58 to seven to Notre Dame the week before. Um, you know, not, nothing's worked out. Ronnie Hammond hasn't been as good. The rushing game hasn't been as good. Bub means the receiver's probably the only good player on the offense and Jay Devonshire in defense, but the Pitt Panthers, I think, are going to be bad for a long time. And we'll see how the uh, how the Michigan State job goes. Um, but I do think as bad as he's been, Pat Narduzzi, you know, former coordinator there, could have a shot at that job because I don't think a Michigan State job is a great job uh, to get. Um, so I just want to bring up two real quick for my team down. Um, Gophers fucking suck. It's fair. Okay. Um, that's all I had to had to say on that. Um, what I actually do want to talk about is uh, probably one of my other favorite teams in college football um, got obliterated, turned the ball over six times. Um, let's talk my, about my boys over in uh, Colorado Springs. Uh, the Air Force struggled against Army. And now, if you were seeing this video, you're just seeing Shane and Nellie smile with the fact that I like Air Force. Uh, I do. Uh, man, they were bad. Uh, it's worth noting that they fumbled an additional time, but didn't lose that one. So, like, uh just, Air Force has been your voice on this pod for years, though. So. They have. Uh, so it's, it's just a really, really rough time for them. Um, get beat by 20, put up three points total against Army. Um, still in the driver's seat of the Mountain West uh, because Army's not in their conference. So if they win out, uh, they, they kind of lock up that conference, but uh, still pretty yucky. How about you, Nelly? You can't take Air Force. That was mine. Yeah, you took mine. Um, no, it's, I think it's got to be Notre Dame. Uh, got run all over by Clemson, especially early. I don't know. Like, the trajectory of the Notre Dame program, like, Sam Hartman was supposed to be the short-term answer at quarterback. Obviously, that has not worked out as well as originally thought. He looked really good those first few weeks against terrible competition, and things have just kind of fallen apart. I don't know if they have a long-term answer at quarterback either, though, and I think that's kind of concerning for Notre Dame. I mean, they have talent in places. The defense is always pretty solid, but I like Notre Dame as a program right now is just like they, they kind of came back, but they're still not all the way back, and – I, I don't know if they have those long-term answers moving forward. I don't know if Marcus Freeman is 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 going to be the guy to to help them take that next step back to the 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 big boys of college football. Yeah, let's do our uh, victory laps here, um, Shane. I'm going to just cut in front of you real quick yeah. um, and talk about one of Shane's favorite teams. I'm being sarcastic because obviously I'm going to talk about the cheaters uh, up north. Uh, let's talk about Michigan. Um, Roman Wilson's just good at football. Like we were saying it before the season that Roman Wilson's probably going to get drafted because he's outrageously fast. Uh, just this season, he's had 36 receptions for 589 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, that's about the best stats you can possibly put up as a Michigan wide receiver. 
I think it's truly almost impossible to do better. Um, just overall, because they don't really focus on a single player that much receiving the ball. Um, he's been excellent. I think he's a day two pick. He's going to end up being a day two pick because he's going to run faster than almost any other wide receiver at the combine. I think he's probably top two or top three of wide receivers, wide receivers at the combine uh, in 40 times. And he's going to be outrageously explosive. He's going to be uh, just a, a tan on the RAS score. Maybe, maybe not quite a 10 in his size, but I, I, I released a mock draft this week. I had him going 34th overall. It's the second yep. pick of the second round. Uh, at, at the Nikes, the opening in 2019, he uh, ran a 4.37 as a senior in high school. He won't be fast, that's for and sure. He's probably faster now. Yeah. Look, I, my victory lap is a guy I think I've had as a player, a monitor I've had as a buy before. It's Frank Gore Jr., the running back at Southern Miss. Um, it's again, Southern Miss sucks. Like, their offensive line's awful. He's now put up, you know, 247 yard week two weeks ago, 131 yard rushing week this past week. He has his father's name, which is always helpful. Like, he's playing really well. He's an NFL running back despite being at Southern Miss and not transferring up. It's got to love if he stayed another year and transferred up, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, so, I, you know, I think Frank, Franco Jr.'s sitting out there and some Debbie team dusty and forgotten about can be worth going and getting. Nelly, how about you? I'm also going to revisit a guy who I've definitely shouted on here before. Trey Harris, wide receiver at Ole Miss, had a massive game this week against Texas A&M. He went 11 for 213 and a touchdown. Had a couple highlight reel catches, including one that was like Odell Beckham-esque. Um, I don't know, Shane, if he was on your senior bowl watch list for wide receivers. Shane's nodding his head yes. He definitely... He's definitely in that group. I think he's a he's a talented guy. He's one of these guys who's really benefited from the transfer up. He transferred up from um, Louisiana Tech. He was Smoke Harris and Trey Harris were boys together. Um, but I mean, he's every he's playing hurt right now. He's playing through injuries, not even a hundred percent, and he's still putting up gaudy numbers. Um, I don't know. He's someone who I'm been super impressed with this year and I think is still flying under the radar. Uh, let's go to our uh, two to monitor. Shane, who are some players you're monitoring this week and maybe the rest of the uh, college football season here? You know, I, I'm going small school with my players to monitor this All week. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I love dropping some small school names. You only have a couple pods left. Um, so my first one is Dylan Lobb running back out of New Hampshire, who I think I've talked about the podcast before. Um, but uh, He's he's like a, a, a old pass catching Danny Woodhead type of running back, if you remember that name from fantasy years past, where like tough, small, um, you know, maybe he's gonna get drafted late, but I think definitely a name in those supplemental C2C drafts to keep in mind as a you know PPR potential machine if he gets playing time. So Dylan Lobb, uh, New Hampshire, not a school that creates a lot of fantasy players there. Yeah, Nelly, how about you? 
It's a little bit low hanging fruit because he probably had the best single game performance out of anyone this this week. But Dylan Johnson, running back at Washington, won for two fifty six, four touchdowns. Um, has has a lot of uh, things to be thankful for his offensive line, USC's defense. But I mean, he still looked really good doing that. Um, he's someone who he's a bigger back. He was a transfer from Michigan State from this past offseason. And caught the ball a bunch there. He's he's a he's like two ten. He's a decent height, but he also can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, so it takes a lot of boxes that I look for. I just he's he's been up and down this year. There's some games where he's been super efficient. Some games that he's been incredibly inefficient. So um, we'd like to see him to continue to string together the good performances, um, which should be pretty easy at Washington, considering how prolific that offense is. But um, I think there could be Debbie upside there if, if he kind of continues to to put it together. Uh, speaking of ticking boxes, we haven't talked in, about anyone that's ticked that knucklehead box in a bit. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Auburn. Let's talk about our boy Jar- Jarquez Hunter, a guy that uh, we really liked in the past. Over the past two weeks, uh, what 327 rushing yards, two touchdowns over the past couple weeks. Um, just this past week against Vandy goes 19 for 183 and two. Um, like he's still outrageously fast. He's shifty. Um, I kind of want to keep watching him the rest of the season and, and see, you know, I, there's a reason why he wasn't getting all the work kind of early in the season. I'm curious to see if, uh, that kind of continues, obviously having, um, runs of 50 plus in each of the last three games certainly helps, uh, your stat line. That's for sure. Um, that's definitely one guy I want to keep watching is Jarquez Hunter. Shane? Uh, Jarquez Hunter is a good one. Uh, so my last small school name to to monitor and have in the back right down is Jalen Coker, wide receiver for Holy Cross, another school that doesn't produce a ton of fantasy assets. Kane is doing a Holy Cross for us. But 6'3", 213, 4'5", speed. Uh, I just watched him against Fordham two weeks ago. Caught five passes, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Two touchdowns against Lehigh. Like he can high point a football. His classic day three, you know, big X receiver um, that we'd like to have on our deep fantasy team. So again, just a name to write down: Jalen Coker, Holy Cross. Nelly, who's your second name here? Can't believe he did that against my Mountain Hawks. It was such a bad performance. I couldn't watch the game. Um. Okay, second name here. Uh, Phil Maffa, running back at Clemson. Um, really seized his opportunity with Will Shipley out. 36 carries. What'd he go for? A buck 80. Couple touchdowns against Notre Dame. Um, like, he, he, he took on the load and he, he made the most of it. I would be surprised if Will Shipley comes back and gets the workload that he was getting before. Phil Maffa... Uh, is is probably becoming a Debbie asset in his own right at this point. He's six one two thirty, really big back, um, but showed that he could show that he could play this past week. Tough scene in the current game on right now uh, for you, Shane. Uh, oh. Old Ohio State guy goes uh, false start. Your boy Jeremy Ruckert. Oh, Jared, like the tight end four for the Jets, just. Falling down the depth chart there. Tough scene for the Bucks. 
uh, as Zach Wilson gets sacked again. Um, I want to talk about a guy, and I'm more monitoring because I think this guy definitely has a uh, shot to transfer up. And I'd be curious if he if he did. Uh, Quentin Cooley, the uh, running back at Liberty, 162 carries so far this season, uh, just shy of 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. Um, he's been pretty solid, uh, but only four receptions so far this year. Um, I really just want to see if he has a shot to kind of transfer up kind of what uh, what he's going to do. Obviously, he was at Wake Forest before and then goes to Liberty. I'm curious to see if now that he's had some success, if he can maybe find the spot that uh, he because he does have another year of eligibility, maybe he can find a spot that that he can really really go crazy because i doubt he's joining the draft um after after a season like this even though he has played well um i think they need a little bit more out of him um kind of nfl draft wise so he's my last player that uh, i would want to watch uh shane you want to teach us something yeah yeah only a couple more history minutes left we're going to talk about the uh the og president george washington here maybe not the best light so when, when George Washington became president, um, he eventually had to move to the Capitol, which was in Philadelphia at the time, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And Philadelphia had a law that uh, a slave could be brought in from another state, but after six months, they were free. Uh, Pennsylvania you know, had outlawed slavery, so that was kind of the agreement. So George Washington brought six slaves to Philly, and every time before the six months was up, he would send them with his wife or with someone to Virginia, back to Virginia, to another state to kind of get around this law, right? So he'd send the slaves out for a couple weeks, for a month. They'd come back. Um, one slave owned a judge. She, she like, saw this happening to her. It was like, this is big bullshit, right? And fled one time when they were preparing to, to do this again. Um, and she had knowledge that she was actually going to be gifted to Martha Washington's granddaughter who did not treat slaves well. So, um, she boarded a ship in secret and like stowed away and sailed to new England. Um, and Washington, like there are ads in the paper, like he wanted these slaves back. Um, she was actually captured at one point. Um, but any return would have required a trial. George Washington would have to show up. Like, wouldn't look good for the president to be involved. So, he's, so he basically said, hey, I'm going to wait till after my presidency is over. And at that point, she was uh, in hiding and had run away successfully. So, you know, sometimes some of these old presidents, especially, we, we hold up. But uh, George Washington, kind of a slimy move here uh, for him. So there's, there's my history minute this week. Come on, George. Um, Let's just go to our buy, sell, unknown stock. I'm going to go first because um, week after week, Malik Neighbors crushes everything. Um, I think he's a buy in Devi right now. Um, I think he is the probably the second wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft. Um, I think he's just a monster. I think he's going to fit into just about any system in the NFL. Um, I'm going to take him. He's six foot, two, 200 pounds. 
just really, really good. So far this season, eleven hundred over 1,100 receiving yards. Just look at what he did against Alabama, right? 10 receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown. He is a monster. Um, just a true, true monster. Um, I'm going to go to my my uh, unknown next because it's actually someone on the same team. Um, and I want to go to actually his quarterback. Because from like a Debbie perspective, um, I don't know how I feel about Jaden Daniels. Like Obviously, he's played much, much better as a quarterback, not as a runner, as a quarterback. He's always been a good runner. Um, as a quarterback, he has a 72% completion percentage. He's thrown for almost 2,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, four picks. Uh, been very, very good as a as a efficient quarterback. Um, but I'm just curious, like, what what does that NFL outlook look like? You know what I mean? Um, I'm I, he's obviously eligible to enter the draft this year. I don't see him as kind of a top three, top four quarterback. I I don't know what what that NFL aspect looks like for him. And uh, frankly, I'm, I'm pretty confused as to what, what to do with him. Um, my cell right now is uh, someone that's kind of been getting, getting a little bit of, not just a little bit, but a lot of bit of love recently. And so if you're in, uh, you know, in, in a C2C league. Um, one person that I'm looking at selling is actually Omari and Hampton. Um, I know it's a bit wild um, since he's played very, very well, has over a thousand yards, 12 touchdowns. Um, if you are in a Devi league and happen to have Omari and Hampton on your team, um, I think that team is going to look much, much different next year. So much so that I think things get very, very difficult for him from a draft perspective um, next year. So if you're playing Devin, and you're thinking that, oh, if he continues this up, it'll be a day two pick. And he certainly would be. Um, but no Drake may much worse weapons. I don't see how Omarion Hampton is. Uh, is going to be a day two pick next year. I think he struggles a lot um, with with really no one else kind of helping move the football. So those are my guys. That's good. Um, uh, Jane Daniels is going to be interesting. That's going to be a debate. I don't get, like, I want to get him and I just don't, you know, like I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be good. My my buy is uh, Marshawn Lloyd, running back for USC. I, I think he's gonna get bumped, Senior Bowl bump, hype bump, whatever. You know, he has the pedigree. He's sitting on a Devi squad somewhere. Someone drafted him as an incoming freshman. I would trade like a Tyler Algier or someone on that tier for Marshawn Lloyd, and take another chance at a day three running back that could be productive and ha- pass some upside. Um, my cell is Dante Moore, quarterback for UCLA. Got benched essentially for Colin Schley, which is not great news to me for Dante Moore's future. Like, if you're going to start a freshman, you got to let a freshman ride out. I'm sure Chip Kelly will go back to Dante Moore at some point, but I am still in the Malachi Nelson. Give me whoever's replacing 
who's the next Lincoln Riley quarterback? Like, I'll trade Dante Moore for Malachi Nelson. You might be able to get a plus on top. I would just do that. And my unknown is Arch Manning. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Texas, a quarterback next year. Like, Quinn Ewers has been hurt. If he comes back and Texas wants him back, is Arch Manning going to stick around and redshirt again? Like, you can't do that. Uh, Malik Murphy, obviously, is starting right now for them. Started to look pretty good. Like, start, you know, he's not great, but I think he's looked good. Is he going to transfer out? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And Arch Manning could transfer to a really good spot or a really productive spot. He could transfer to Notre Dame and be absolute garbage. Right? Like, like there, could, there could be anything in between. So I don't know if I should buy or sell or what right now. I do want to note that Malik Murphy looked terrible in the second half, though. Yeah, I, 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 watching the first half, I was like, oh, yeah, some good things are happening here. And then it just fell apart. He forgot how to football. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his ceiling is either. Yeah. You guys actually took my two unknowns. Um, so I'll take, I'll use uh, for the exact reasons that you both said as well. So I will leave my unknown to last and. Uh, double task here. Uh, my buy is going to be Travion Henderson. Travion Henderson is back. Uh, 200 yards uh, in each of his last two games, um, averaging 60 receiving yards in those games as well as a touchdown. He looks healthy. He looks good. He looks fast. If he can finish out the season strong, continue to stay healthy and be explosive, like Travion Henderson's back. I think the biggest concern is just injuries with him at this point. Because when he's healthy, he looks good. He was healthy his entire freshman year, looked really good. Last year, he was banged up and played through some injuries. Uh, but if he can put more tape on display the rest of the season, uh, that is like his freshman tape, he's, he's in a good spot. Um, my sell is Will Shipley, who I kind of talked about earlier. I just don't think I don't think he he's really um, ever going to retain or regain the value that was once his perception, essentially. Like, I think it's really, it was already kind of a timeshare with Phil Moffa. I think it's going to become even more so, even once Will Shipley's back. Um, so I'll sell him now for what I can. Um, my unknown, I had a name and then I lost it. Um, I will go, oh, I wanted to talk about Devin Neal. Devin Neal has been really productive this year. He's been really good for that Kansas offense. But I don't know how um, impactful that's been on the national stage. I've seen little to no draft buzz for him, despite the fact that he's eligible this year and is uh, productive this year. I think he has athleticism. The production's there. Kansas is a, is a good team, and he's their best player on offense. Um, but ultimately he's probably a four year guy and then maybe a future day three guy. But like I'd like to think he could be more than that. That's an idea. I don't I don't like him, but what can you do? Uh any uh parting thoughts here, guys? No, I'm I'm looking forward to uh the last two shows and hope some listeners will join us on the live stream on the 20th. So, For sure. Uh, that, is up for, that is it for us here at the uh, Debbie Marketplace. That's, uh, thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.